Greetings both history fans and film fans. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at History and Film. It's a good way to know when new episodes drop or just see other interesting history or film tidbits. And if you have any other questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at simmons at tracknerds.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to History and Film. I'm Rich Simmons, and with me is Logan Denning, and I don't know if we have a lot of new listeners or if it's kind of all our old listeners, but we're kind of starting yet again a new project here. So our goal on History and Film is going to be to cover American history in chronological order, looking one movie at a time. So today's episode is really just kind of an introduction to this project. We previously went through world history in 100-ish, 120 movies, and we'll kind of keep adding to that as we go. Uh, But now we wanted to restart, hit reset, start it all over again. I said the same thing three times. And to American history. So we are going to talk about Valhalla Rising today. It's Halloween, but also just kind of as a way to bridge, I think, European stuff into American history. I do also want to add that we are kind of seeing this more as the history of the United States of America is like the political entity. So we will be doing a little bit these first couple weeks dealing with early contact of Europeans with Native Americans and also a little bit of background about Native Americans. But ultimately, well, one, there's not a lot of movies that focus on that time period. And we are looking at really just the history of the United States as a country as opposed to the landmass of North America or the current United States. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good clarification because the word American can mean a lot of different stuff. But yeah, in this context, when we say American, we we mean like the United States of America, even though technically I think that this movie that we're looking at today is it's actually probably Canada. <laughs> uh, but you know, yes, <laughs> close enough. Eventually, we're, we are going to get to uh, the United States. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and at this time, there there was no United States. So right, but we're choosing to start here as opposed to, you know, the colonies or something like that. We do want to kind of, again, bridge the gap. We did recently discuss yeah, the TV show yeah, Vikings yeah. and kind of using that to kind of bridge up to this. And again, I'm going to say this is probably more of an introductory episode, and Valhalla Rising is almost kind of like a little extra add-on. For those who have been with us from the beginning, or go back and listen to the whole whole show, way back in 2017, when I started the world history list, I did kind of do a similar thing where I talked about just a few opening scenes of the film, The Tragedy of Man, that dealt with creation to kind of talk about the beginnings of world history. So again, just kind of detailing the project for those who may be tuning in for the first time. And actually, we'll probably get a little more into the Native American stuff next week with our, our, our official kind of first episode. We'll, we'll be talking about European colonies and English colonies dealing with Native Americans looking at Pocahontas and the New World. But uh, today, we can kind of just focus on this film and just kind of what we plan on doing uh, with the project here. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get to the, the movie, and then we'll kind of maybe come back to how we kind of, where we plan on going from here. Yeah, so we looked at uh, Valhalla Rising this week, uh, which is a 2009 movie directed by, hang on. Nicholas Wine and Refn, I thought you would know that one. Directed by Nicholas Wine and Refn, yes, I, uh, yeah, it's uh, the same guy who directed Drive, right? Yes, yes. Okay, 
So in in stark contrast to those movies, uh, I didn't like this one. I wondered. I really wondered. I, I was not a fan. I kind of <laughs> thought you would, honestly, because uh, I, I I I thought it was garbage. Now at the same time, it's beautiful garbage, and that's why I thought you might like it because it is it is uh, well shot. I would say it does present a pretty picture. Yes, but there's no, it's worthless. There's like no, no there's nothing happening or no no redeeming story. <laughs> I was gonna say nothing nothing happens. Nothing happens in the whole movie, and there's like barely any dialogue. <laughs> I swear I read something somewhere that said that this movie was supposed to be action packed. So I was oh. thinking it's gonna be like some cool like fight scenes, and there are a couple of like little fight scenes, but like. Not really. It's yeah, yeah. I I did not have a good time. <laughs> this movie is like it time wise. This movie is like the opposite of the right stuff. Where when you watch the right stuff, it's like over three hours, and you're like, oh my gosh, where did the time go? Like that flew by. This movie is only an hour and a half long, and I felt like I was watching it all day. <laughs> like it just dragged on. What it actually reminded me of is uh, Aguirre: The Wrath of God, the Werner Herzog film, where it's very methodically paced but okay. that at least had the benefit of one being based on, a, on an actual event and an actual historical figure and two even as slow and miserable of a slog as that one was to get through there was at least a narrative you could follow and kind of say well at least they were going for something here it's like i don't even understand what the goal was of this movie i don't know what this movie is supposed to be about Right. I don't I don't understand what this movie's supposed to be about. And maybe that's because I'm just like an idiot or whatever. Like, you know, my media analysis chops are not up to snuff or whatever, but I, I did not get it. I don't understand what I was supposed to take away from this movie. Right. And like the whole and we're gonna we're gonna spoil it, but you're not spoiling anything. I mean don't watch it. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, and I hesitated to watch this one. it came out a few years ago and I did like Drive, so I was curious about what Yellis Nicholas Winding Ruffin had done. And uh but this one's a seventy four slash forty nine split on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty bad the critic score could be redeeming but if you're, i'm gonna say a big split like that the critic score needs to be north of 85 or 90 to really get me normally interested and this one was kind of just because one because of the violence purported in it we that we figured it'd be decent for halloween uh and it definitely has some images that are i mean horrific and it, it is it is kind of you could classify it as a halloween movie but it's also just not a good movie and the critic score is kind of baffling, even at 74. So, yeah, a quarter of the critics are not liking it. But the ones that are, I think it's just, you could argue this is just an art piece. But I guess even art piece films, you feel like need to have something else going on, not just pretty pictures. Yeah. And like, it, right. And I'm not saying that, like, because it doesn't have some, like, easy to follow plot that that's why I didn't like it. Because there are movies like that. Like, for instance, we talked about The Green Knight on... Mm. Um, Trackner's podcast. Yeah. Well, I guess when this releases, that will have been a while oh, ago. Yeah. <laughs> but that movie has a kind of, you know, strange plot structure too, but it does so much like cool visual stuff, like unconventional visual stuff that it's shot well, but it's also kind of weird. And I really like the weirdness. Whereas this movie, it's shot really well. Like the cinematography is great. It's a beautiful looking movie, but there's no cohesive story really like i don't understand really what was supposed to be the point of the story but then also there's no like cool or interesting or like weird stuff going on either that would make it like you know interesting to watch it's just kind of boring right i guess you could i mean 
we can draw a plot. The plot is you have this this great warrior played by Mads Mikkelsen, who is is always kind of interesting on screen and, do, and does a good job with what he's given. And he's kind of held captive, and they kind of use him to fight mm-hmm. a bunch of other people, almost like they're, I'm guessing they're betting or something, and just kind of using him as this guy. And then he escapes and ends up with a group of Christians who want to go to the Holy Land, but they get lost and end up in North America, where they are killed right. by Native Americans. So that's a plot, but... There's no real, as far as, there's no character arcs that, to go with it. Right, there's no character arcs, and it's like, what was the point? Right, because it's this guy who goes through everything to stay alive, stay alive, stay alive, stay alive, then just kind of just surrenders himself to get killed by the Native Americans for no reason. Like, why did he decide that was the time to stop fighting? Yeah, well, and it's like, he's he has that little boy that's with him too, and yeah. he's like, defending the boy, defending the boy, and then he's like... Okay, so, and then I get to get to the Native Americans, and then let them kill me, and then they all leave, and this boy is just left alone in Canada in, you know, the 11th century by himself. Right, right. Like, what? so how is, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? If you're protecting this kid, like, with your life, the entire movie. Right. And then you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna die. Because he doesn't, he doesn't even fight, at the very end, it's not like he, he fights the Natives. Right. To defend the boy. He just like walks up and lets right. them kill him. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And it, it could almost work if uh if this was like the prequel to some legend, like if that boy was some actual like historical or legendary figure, like of a Viking who was raised in, in North America from the time he was young or something. Like if it almost if that was a story existent and this was the prequel kind of setting up that be like oh okay that's kind of cool and this guy becomes no but it's all no it's nothing it's just it is story ends here yeah also the fact that they were in scotland at the beginning of the movie well that's actually i'm pretty sure well so the movie is so the movie is shot in scotland yes but then they also like make a point to have all of the actors at the beginning of the movie speak with scottish accents i don't know if they are all actually scottish actors but they're all at least speaking with scottish accents so it's like okay this is supposed to be scotland yes and then they accidentally sail to america like do you know how far that is <laughs> well they were also trying yeah when they're like is this is this the holy land it's like you guys are shit at navigation if you think they went the wrong way <laughs> right <laughs> they went the opposite direction well even yeah you'd have to, yeah i don't even understand like basically if you're going from scotland to jerusalem like, you basically never have to leave sight of the coast. Just go south and run alongside yeah. the mainland forever. And then they get lost in the fog and not just lose sight of land, end up in North America. Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. What fog were they in that lasted from Scotland all the way to Canada? And there were almost some overtures of, like, supernatural stuff going on, maybe. But again, but again, sure. to, know, to what point? And to, yeah, and, and no other... No other I don't know. It, it was cool how badass Mads Mikkelsen's character was, but again, to what point? It, it was just kind of yeah. Some of the like some of the fight scenes at the beginning, they were they were kind of fun, right? You know, he was doing his like cool little hand to hand combat. He's chained up or he's tied up with that rope that's around his neck to like yeah. that post when he's fighting the guys, and like he uses the rope that's holding oh, him to kill the guy. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. kind of creative and fun. But then, like... That was the best part. Yes. <laughs> it was the first ten minutes of the movie. Through through him escaping, which that was cool, too, how he gets the little arrowhead and then saws his way out while they're yeah. marching, and he escapes and kills everybody, and, like, yeah. other people are just like, yeah, we're not fighting this guy. Or the one the one Christian guy's like, oh, my son fight this guy. And his son, like, goes up with a sword, and it's just like, 
yep. nope. <laughs> like, I am not fighting this guy. Yep. <laughs> like, that stuff was all kind of cool. And then it just kind of... Right. Yeah, so the, fir- the first uh, 30 minutes, even though kind of too violent for me, and I'm looking away when he's, like, gutting that one guy and just, like, he kills him by just ripping his guts open and yanking out his innards. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> but... Or when he's... There, there were some cool... Uh, they had some, some cool practical effects when like violence effects when he's smashing that guy's head with the rock and you can see like the skull starting to like disintegrate right when i look away yes yes <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> after the first blow i was like oh nope not watching that either <laughs> so the scotland thing so uh we're probably losing our new listeners here but yeah so the scotland thing is accurate uh the norwegians did control northern scotland around this time for a while so the norwegians has taken the orkney islands which are kind of the little archipelago archipelago whatever off the north east kind of corner of scotland there and then sutherland which they mentioned my name in the film is kind of a state county province whatever in northern scotland so it would make sense that there were norwegians in this area and I was kind of trying to, trying to trying to time it out with then the Christianization because even the opening text the opening text yeah. talks about Christians pushing the heathens to the far corners of the world and so our our main character right. Mads Mikkelsen does seem to be not a Christian he'd be you know more the pagan heathen or you know worshiper of Thor and Odin kind of guy although they don't really make the religion a big issue he doesn't really seem to have a religious problem with joining these guys. Uh, on their on their crusade although it's kind of like half captive half i got nothing else better to do so yeah it, yeah. it does kind of put us in it would probably be well the, the time timeline is a little kind of tricky here because it almost looks like it's putting us in the late 11th century if you kind of just time everything out with one beginnings of the crusades would be the late 11th century that also times with the early christian and christians and also still having some heathens but what the problem not necessarily a problem but this would have been then post leif erickson if this was something that had happened. Yeah, so the Wikipedia page says that this is 1096, which I don't remember anything in... Oh, it does say the year? Okay. Yeah, which I don't remember anything in the film saying 1096, so I don't know where they're getting that year from. okay, okay. But if that's the case, then this is like 70 to 80 years after Leif Erikson has died. Which I think actually during Leif Erikson's lifetime was when there was the first successful christian king of norway there's like a king olaf okay okay who was like the first christian um well and also um harold bluetooth was a christian he was a danish king so there were like viking kings just prior to this that were christian but the divide the christian pagan divide in norse society was still a pretty big deal even at this time which i think actually just a little bit of a side note is going to be a kind of a pretty big theme and plot point in the new Vikings Valhalla series on Netflix. Oh, okay. Because it does follow Leif Erikson. And I think that the Christianization of Viking society is going to be a kind of a center point of that series. Okay. So yes, they get lost. And I did think it was cool when they realized they're basically, they found land because well, they see they show one guy dies from drinking the seawater because they're all kind of you know it's it's a long even lost or not it takes forever to get across the Atlantic Ocean and they're just kind of adrift and yeah. you can't drink the water but obviously people get desperate and just well I gotta drink water your instincts tell you to drink water even if it's seawater the guy dies and then we see yes. 
Mads Mikkelsen, who they're all crazy and scared of. They basically have this heathen who they know can kill them all, so they just kind of know not to fight him, and just like, he's only going to fight in self-defense, so we can just kind of uh, leave him alone. Although he does kill a guy when they try to kill the kid, they kind of convince themselves that the kid is like a right a Jonah or whatever. They think they're cursed because of him. Yeah. yeah. And so he kills the guy that's going to kill the kid, and everyone else just kind of backs down. Anyway, and then Mads uh, drinks from the water that the boat's in, and the guy just like laughs, like, well, you're a dead man. And he offers them some, and they realize, oh, it's fresh water, which means we found land because you can't have fresh water unless you're inland somewhere. Right. They kind of then, you know, take the shore, they're just kind of exploring around, don't know where they are, and then they start getting hit by arrows. So we, we, we actually don't see any Native yeah. Americans until like the very end, and they're just kind of running from this right. threat of whatever's shooting arrows at us. And the arrows that they're getting hit with are, have uh, stone arrowheads, they're not iron right and they make a point of calling them them primitives or savages because they don't have the the yeah. metalwork uh technology right which again that, maybe that's something we can look into for next week as far as i mean i don't know did native americans ever get to where they had metal arrowheads like i said i'm actually not aware if they ever progressed to that point i mean i'm sure they did eventually through but not but through contact with contact, europeans i think on yeah, first okay. contact they had not okay. they, there was no uh no metallurgy they were not doing anything with iron or or yeah, it was all stone. Okay. And then the word, I think they use this word in the film, skraling, which is the yeah the Scandinavian or Nordic term for Native Americans. So, right. again, it was more common. It's, it's crazy how again, we're so, I guess, Columbus-focused in grade school and stuff. It's like, why don't they tell you in grade school that, like, Vikings came over and not it was it wasn't just Leif Erikson. Like there was there was this other guy who was like from Iceland who first actually kind of cited the the, the quote New World and like Erikson goes and other Vikings went over and just I don't know it's Bjarni yeah Her- yes. who was the the first he's the first documented European to see right North America. He didn't actually go land right. on North America, but he got lost going I think from trying to go from Iceland to Greenland. And ended up way out west. Right. Saw a coastline and said, oh, that's interesting. But then just went right back to Greenland. Okay. But like the, the contact between Europeans and natives was like pretty extensive. Not only did Europeans have this word scralings for natives, but there are like, there were tribes of natives that had words for Europeans as well. Okay. All pre-Columbus. Right, right. Which is so bizarre. Oh, yeah. Like hundreds of years pre-Columbus. Right. So yeah, I don't know why there's just so this focus on. I mean, I get that there there was a cultural shift in exploring North America by Europeans post Columbus. I get that it still kind of represents that as like a milestone, but like right, there was no like Viking colonization in North America either, like there was in Greenland and Iceland. There were some attempts, they just ultimately didn't last. Like, they set up some colonies in, like, uh, you know, Vinland, Newfoundland, or whatever, but they just kind of didn't last, right? Right, but but not to... Yeah, not to the extent and not with the longevity that, like, the later English and French and Spanish explorers did in, like, the 15 and 1600s. So is this almost... Which I think is... uh, Sorry, is it almost then a getting painted in a certain way after the fact and the fact that american history tends to put so much emphasis on columbus is because that did lead ultimately to the united states and the previous ones didn't and if the vikings had had lasting communities that led to the same country we're living in today we wouldn't even talk about columbus we'd be talking about leif erickson and it's all just because of how you draw the line yeah i because when uh 
when you are studying and teaching history, there's so much emphasis on continuity. Right. And because there because there was this bit, you know, this break like between the Vikings who had these little short-lived colonies and then, you know, a couple hundred years later is when you have the uh explorers and colonies that then go on to grow and become like Virginia know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Virginia, yeah, Plymouth Rock and Virginia and Jamestown and, uh, you know, New Amsterdam, like all okay. these things that we learned from like early colonial America, like in the 1600s, because that continuity isn't there, I think is why not as much emphasis is placed on it, even though it was way before. And because it's when you're teaching and learning history, it's a lot easier to be like Christopher Columbus, this guy, he's document. we know he 1492 sailed the ocean blue, like. Versus, oh, well, like, there were some Vikings, but, like, we don't know when the first ones were, and it was around this time, and there was, like, a lot of them, but we don't know any of their names or... Right. The records aren't as clear. Yeah. It's not well documented. It's a simplified thing. And uh, I guess we should say, too, so our goal ultimately, and this was kind of my rule the first time around with world history, is even though we didn't like this movie, our goal is to kind of try to avoid bad movies as much as we can we don't want to just sit around and watch a bunch of bad movies so if something's it, it also, so the only reason i even kind of said that we go ahead and give this one a shot was because it did have that 74 percent critics rating we're like oh okay we can mm-hmm. at least you know go ahead and give it a shot even though that audience rating is a little cringe so we will not be doing there are some christopher columbus movies but they are both or the ones we found they're so bad from everything we've heard in the review. So we're just not even going to bother. We're just not going to watch these bad Christopher Columbus yeah. movies. And also fuck Christopher Columbus. Well, and that, and, you know, so that's kind of what I'm getting at. So <laughs> be, be, because we grew up, so it's kind of weird. So I get the, there's kind of, there's the shift to kind of relabel Chris or Columbus Day into Native People's Day. And I'm on board with that. And, and but the people who are, hesitant almost get like defensive over the things i learned when i was six are somehow sacrosanct and i'm like i don't necessarily get that it's like you don't have to feel guilty for having quote celebrated columbus day before or i don't know right it's, it's just bizarre it's a bar it seems like a weird thing to get upset over that like no we must keep praising christopher columbus but then they don't necessarily have a good i don't know it's just i guess they're just not, not really looking at the history or they it's almost this uh fragile white ego thing or the white guilt thing i'm not saying that we should we should like erase him from history or like don't learn about him at all like don't learn about things that make you upset or whatever no right it's it's significant but you got you you gotta have the context of what was actually going on right yeah and yeah I, i think it's just he's been whitewashed as and again i'm not saying i mean he did some horrible stuff but i'm not necessarily it, we, biggest thing we've always talked about and we'll continue to talk about all this project is history is complicated. So I think it's too simplistic to say, oh, okay, we grow up hearing how Christopher Columbus was a hero who, you know, joined these two continents and everybody's lives were better after. And yay, America, beginning with Christopher Columbus. That's simplistic. But it's also probably simplistic to just be like, no, he was just right. straight up a genocidal maniac and just he was a mindless conqueror who, I, I don't know, I mean, that seems overly simplistic too. Yeah, anyway. Right. It's complicated. Well, and... He was a person. He, I, he, was, he, was, a, he, he was a person. Outside of Christopher Columbus, there's going to be a lot of historical figures between 
now and the end of this series <laughs> that have some complicated things about them. Like when we talk about the founding fathers. Yes. Yes. You know, I, and this is coming from someone who really thinks that a lot of the stuff that they thought was good ideas was good ideas, but there was also stuff that was bad. Yes. Yes. And we're going to talk about it. I don't want to give any spoilers away. <laughs> For stuff that happened 250 years ago. But yeah, we are we are big advocates for nuance. We don't we don't like to view history yes. through a black and white lens. We just think that's reductionist and not the best way to to look at things. I know again we're kind of jumping ahead to Christopher Columbus, but again, like we said, we're gonna we're gonna end up skipping him. Yeah, it's it's not our fault that no one has made a good Columbus movie. Like right, right. If there was a good Columbus movie, we would do it. Yes. I, I guess when I said fuck Christopher Columbus, that maybe that led some listeners to believe, like, oh, it doesn't matter what the movie is, we wouldn't do it because you know we think he's a monster or whatever, or because he did bad stuff. Right, right. Like that's not that's not true. If if there was a good Columbus movie, we would do it. Yes. There's just not. Yeah. So the <laughs> we just mentioned Valhalla Rising, which we did not like, is a 74 slash 49. The uh, Gerard Depardieu, uh, 1492 Conquest of Paradise film from 1992 is a 32% slash 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ew. I'm, I'm not touching that. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm not touching that. Nope. And I'm trying to remember what the other one was called. There was, I think there was two that same year, honestly. And I don't remember what the other one was called, but I think it has similar, similarly bad uh, reviews. And, and I don't know. The other one we didn't. Well, I guess we probably talked about, but we weren't going to do was all this. It's not as horrible a movie, although it's uh, I think it's kind of reductionist as well is Apocalypto. I think we've maybe have discussed it as a possibility, but uh, it kind of gets some of the timeline stuff mixed up and it kind of does just make the it focuses on the savagery of the native tribes, which, again, isn't entirely incorrect, but it's also it's also not anything specific. So- yeah. <laughs> you were saying that you thought that there was another movie that maybe came out the same year as the uh yeah 1492 whatever okay the ridley scott one that sucked there was is called christopher columbus the discovery okay came out in 1992 it is a seven percent oh! <laughs> on rotten tomatoes seven <laughs> percent with a 17 percent audience oh score. my gosh that's <laughs> yeah we're not gonna do either we're not gonna watch those yeah. movies yeah that must be one. If we were going to do a mystery science theater style riffing of it, that would be that'd be the thing to do. It it is starring Marlon Brando though, <laughs> as Columbus. No, uh, Ferdinand. Some other guy whose name I don't recognize. Okay, Columbus. But Marlon Brando's in it. Tom Selleck is in it. What if we did this? Do we want to make a? We'll go, I don't. I don't want to promise anything, but I'm throwing this idea out there. If we ever get a big enough audience that we do live shows. Would we watch that at a live show and just make fun of it the whole time? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Make us watch fourteen or uh, Christopher Columbus: The Discovery, seven percent. Yeah, from nineteen ninety two. And we'll, we'll we'll just what again? We'll just do it MST three K style. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if uh, if Dan or Nicole from Twin Picks are listening to this, maybe make that uh, a stitch up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that they have a they have a two hour limit for their stitch up films. It is exactly 120 minutes long, so it qualifies. <laughs> and that probably counts credits. So yeah, they're good. They're good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, next week we will be discussing, or sorry, I think every, every two weeks. I forget. This is going to come out Halloween, and then we plan on starting Election Day here for our official first episode of our American History 
100. And again, 100 is kind of in quotes. Initially, my whole idea was to kind of treat this as like world history or American history 101, like a college class and have that many movies. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to have an exact uh, 100. So we will shoot for 100, quote, main episodes, throwing in bonus episodes kind of throughout. So basically, we'll kind of release an episode every starting election day. We'll have an episode for sure every other week. And then as we have time or have other movies we want to get to, we'll kind of throw them in during the off weeks. And so we'll just kind of see how long that takes, you know, three or four years here to get through 100 uh, regular episodes. And yeah, next week, next time, election day here, we'll be talking about John Smith and Pocahontas. But I've already seen the Terrence Malick film, The New World, and I have no interest in rewatching it. So Logan's going to watch The New World. And I'm going to watch the Disney Pocahontas, which I've never seen. Which is insane to me. Right. I'm too old. <laughs> but, uh, which is, that's absolutely wild. <laughs> so yes, we'll be, we will be talking about John Smith and Pocahontas, but we'll be doing it in kind of a unique thing. Probably the only time we've done this or do it this way where we'll be talking about the same characters, but different films, just because I didn't want to watch the, re-world, the new world again. It's honestly kind of what we're saying with Valhalla Rising. I think it's probably more of a plot, but it's just kind of long and slow and I'm not a big Terrence Malick fan, or even a little Terrence Malick fan. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that next time, and just kind of going through uh, American history again, one movie at a time, in chronological order. I feel like there's some other things we should mention here. Anything else to kind of... I don't know. I just feel like we didn't talk about the movie enough. It's just... there. It's the movie's fault, Rich. There was nothing to talk about other than like the stuff that we didn't like. But there's not like... It's not a specific historical figure it's not a specific historical event i mean we talked a little bit about like viking explorers in north america but like there's not there wasn't a there's not a lot there okay okay there is no there there Ooh, there we go hey right that's actually perfect so that ties us into our last episode of world history was midnight in paris which did feature gertrude stein who is the one who has the quote there is no there there so there's the connection yeah. from the end of our world history series to the beginning <laughs> of American history with Valhalla Rising, which there is no there there, <laughs> as uh, Miss Stein would say. Oh, this is uh, this is something that doesn't happen very often, though. I think the last time that we had a movie that we straight up said, like, don't watch this, it sucks, was Evita. Right. And that was like, how long ago? That was a while ago. That was ago? season three, I guess you would argue. Yeah, yeah, or maybe four. It was been a while. Yeah, we don't often watch bad movies. Yeah. This was a gamble. We lost. <laughs> yeah. Next week might not be much better. But we'll have more stuff to talk about because we do have lots of historical figures to talk about uh, next time. Yeah. And, and again, still just kind of building up to the actual political entity of of the United States here. So again, this is just an introductory episode. We will see you on Election Day with the official first episode of our American History series with Pocahontas and The New World. <laughs> <laughs>